Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash wondery, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash wondery to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash wondery. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Hi, I'm Megan Segura. And I'm Eric J. Mack. And this is The Daily Dish, Bravo's official podcast. This week on Below Deck Mediterranean, Chef Tom continued to express his frustrations about the job, this time in response to receiving warm fish from the provisioner. Yum. Captain Sandy explained her reasons for telling Malia to stay out of Tom's galley on BravoTV.com's exclusive Below Deck Med after show, saying that she started to see her spiral. Plus, Malia weighed in on breaking up Jess and Rob's makeout session on deck, calling Rob a, quote, deep soul. And Rob and Jess revealed what happened during their guest cabin date night. I think we know what happened. And remember, some of the voices you'll hear beyond the crew members are below Deck Med executive producer Nadine Rajabi and our very own podcast guest, Josh Brown. He's the VP of Bravo's current production, aka the people who know all the secrets. Let's take a listen. Asia asks uh, during dinner with um, Alex and Bugsy, Asia asks if there is... She asked if there's sexual tension between you and Bugsy. On like a day-to-day basis, is there sexual tension between you two, or is it just a drunk thing? With help. You too. Can Bugsy answer that question? Yeah. Um, no. no, no sexual tension. No sexual tension? Yeah. <laughs> Bugsy just does this. And just like doesn't say a word, it's like, ah, it just freezes up. And I respond very truthfully. Well, I mean, maybe she thinks that way, but I mean, on a... No, I like bugs on, on an actual level. Well, that's not awkward. I just felt like it doesn't really need to be something that's discussed at the table. I think Asia is sometimes the queen of inappropriateness. I like pushes people out their comfort zones quite a bit. Um, but at that point, I think I was just really tired. We'd come out of a charter, and Alex and I felt like we we're in a good space. And then all of a sudden, this like, question like we hadn't even discussed this but like you know what i mean like we i don't even think we were aware of or clearly he was but it wasn't really something i'd ever thought about so i just felt like it was like wrong time wrong place to have that question asked and 
even still, if it was like asked in the right time and right place, I don't think, I think it's a very personal thing. It's not something that I'd really be free to like be able to answer in front of the whole crew. Put you in an awkward spot and you work with everybody. Exactly. Imagine. And then like at the same time, it's like, again, it's not, it's not a, a hierarchy thing, but you know, it's just like, you're also in a position of like responsibility. I don't really need to be discussing that with the rest of the crew. You can kind of see that they're like trying to flirt with each other and stuff. So I just wondered if like something was maybe going on because they seem like that suit, you know. Alex, I feel like is the one who I definitely connected with the most. Like he's, I think he's very like me, like he's just very honest and open and wears his heart on his sleeve and he's just going to say what he thinks. Whereas I think Bugsy's a lot more, you know, she's a lot more private and conservative and held back and that kind of thing. So I think it's, you know, it makes sense that Alex is going to be like, yeah, and Bugsy's like, oh no. You know? <laughs> You know, because she's the kind of person she wouldn't, unless she was actually like dating someone, she wouldn't want to admit that they're like, there's something going on, you know? I don't know if, if, if it's made like sexual tension, like meaning like, oh, like you guys want to like hook up or like I took it as the way like I'm into this person, like that type of like, what's the tension there? Because like we flirt, but like, it's not like from the crew members of how we talk. Maybe she took it in a way that she thought it was like a sex question and I took it to the other way. It also kind of caused quite a bit of tension then for Alex and I, because he was like, well, I just embarrassed myself by saying yes, and you said no, so that's like embarrassing for me. So I like could- And then both of you are overthinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I just felt like, yeah, it was just an inappropriate question for, for that sort of time. It kind of makes me look like an ass. I'm like, uh... I don't think that way. Are you speaking your truth? No, I know, I know. But like, yeah. you know, just just sometimes in moments like, you know, happens like with you and Jess is like, you know, I say these things and then, like I, like I said, if you're embarrassed or you're to talk a lot in front of people, I get that. But it was just like, the silence was just like, that was a slap in the face. No, I like bugs on, on an actual level. It's nice. Why don't you just give me the worst look? Mm, I just ate a lot of pepper. Well, that's not awkward. She comes over next to me at dinner and, like, was trying to, like, hold my hand afterwards and was like, no, I'm sorry, this and that, like, whispering to me. I'm like, it's fine. Like, I wasn't I wasn't mad. It was just, like, awkward that, like, you know, I got, I got put on the spot and I say it. And then you're just like, uh, like, whatever. You know, you can whisper things to me. But when it comes to the spotlight, that's what, you know, that's the things that kind of, that, 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 that I thought about. Uh, I want to hold your hand. Tom, you received warm fish from the provisioner and that caused a bit of a ripple effect. Yeah. Fish beans live in the back of a car. It's baking in that thing. This looks bad on me again. It's a joke. Let me, let me, let hell. I'm done. I'm f***ing done. I cannot do it. What happened there? That's not a provisioner. I don't know who the hell that was. Just a random person with some warm fish in the back of a car. <laughs> we have some fresh lobsters. We have super fresh. Cool, thank you. More fish being delivered in the back of a car. It's baking in that thing. It's a joke. This needs to come in a refrigerated f***ing van. It wasn't on ice. It was in a carrier bag in the back of a city Vauxhall Corsa. Like, that's not provisioning. Provisioning vehicles, they're big refrigerated um, vans. The provisioner doesn't open the door until like the chef's there and like has a look over everything. That's just like, that was just a 
the fight. So yeah, it was warm. It's just arrived and it's 12 Celsius. Anything over five, you refuse. It's a f***ing joke. This, it, uh, this is f***ing insane. I say it's dangerously warm. Nobody necessarily would die if you eat that. That's not the point. But there's the potential for it. And that's the problem. You can't take that chance. And also, you're paying bloody good money for it. It needs to be the best. When your provisions don't come in how they're supposed to be, and the fish is too warm, and you have your meal planned, for a chef, that's catastrophic for them, right? Because they've ordered a certain amount of food to carry them through this next charter. And I get it. Like he was struggling. And so me reaching out to the owner of the, the who owns the provision company was my way of helping. I just wanted to call you because our fish order came in carrier bags and not on ice. And, you know, at the end of it, he does melt down with me. So unfair. She's gonna get the fresh fish. Where is it? She's gonna get the fresh fish. Okay, the fish is not a problem at the moment, Sandy. Thank you. I think that bread looks good. That bread's burnt. That bread's not. going in the bin right no, now. Okay, okay, it's not. But please, yeah. it's burnt. All right. Yeah, and his. Don't try and humor me at the moment. Come on. Yeah, and as Tom starts to spiral, you pull Malia out of the galley. Come with me. He needs to come to me. You're not the captain. Listen, here's the deal. Stay out of the galley. Tom never came to me directly, right? So I think he always had that established as he got on board that Malia was his go-to. And Malia became his filter. And she's now being stressed even more because the responsibility she feels by bringing her boyfriend on. And I needed her out of the galley so she could remove herself from that stressful situation and be able to do her job effectively. You know, Tom was just telling me his frustrations. And when it got to Captain Sandy, it was because Tom was like trying to put everything away. Like he was literally tied to the galley. But yeah, I see where she's coming from. Like, stay out of it. It's not your department. I think she might have jumped in a little too early because it's his department and he's trying to sort it out. So I was just trying to help like figure out what we're doing because also, I'm worrying about departure time. Like, do we need to wait for this fish? Is there new fish coming? It was just a chaos. But he needs help putting this provisions no, away. No, stay out of the galaxy. Anybody but you. He's going to walk off the boat. Well, let him walk. What I saw was Malia starting to spiral because she felt so responsible for Tom because I think Tom started to spiral. Malia doesn't spiral. Malia is a solid, sound person. But I think when you add your person that has your heart, it's hard to stay focused. These things happen, like bad provisions come right as you're trying to get off the dock. And it's cool that as viewers, you get to see it because these are problems that happen on yachts, like real life, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I get where she's coming from, like stay out of the galley, leave him to it. But I guess we could probably say that to her too. <laughs> After you and Tom have that clash in the galley, we see him apologize to you. Well, the thing is like, he apologized, but he apologized with a with an explanation. Hey, I'm really sorry about how I uh, spoke to you yesterday. Oh, thank you. I wasn't pissed off at you, obviously, but yeah. I was really pissed off. And I just think, like, if anyone apologizes with a, oh, but, rah, rah, it's not really a genuine apology. It's like you're either sorry or you're not. But if you're sorry, but you're going to explain yourself, it's not really a true apology to me. Maybe he did feel bad. I don't know. 
but may or maybe like Malia had a word with him or something. I don't. I've got no idea. I did apologize because um, I don't mean to be rude to anyone, and if I am, I'll always apologize. Yeah. It just didn't make sense that like you're all adults, you all know how to use a knife. Yeah. It just me off, you know. Yeah. But I'm sorry I took it out on you. That's, uh, Thank that's that you. wasn't my I really intention. appreciate it. It didn't seem right just to immediately say, "Hey, Asia, I'm sorry about that," and just kind of be flippant. And I wanted to kind of give it the time that it deserves. If I need to apologize to someone, I'll, I'll do it properly. And so, yeah, wait until there's nobody around because I don't want her to feel awkward about it. And then, um, yeah, and just say, look, hey, I'm sorry about that. Um, you know, it was a misunderstanding. We're exhausted and we snap. You know, it's just kind of like when I called the boys. Are you still in your mind about defying some direct order? About you two just doing that? You just have those moments where you snap and then later you're like, okay, guys, I get it. It's not your fault. I was snappy, but yeah. I did really appreciate the fact that he apologized. And, you know, like I'm, as I said, like I'm not going to like hold on to something. I'm not going to hold grudges. But I think I used to be very like, I had, I wanted to be everyone's friend and I wanted everyone to like me and Rara. But I think as I've gotten older, I've kind of realized there's so many different personalities in the world. It just like, statistically speaking, it's like, of course you're not going to be friends with everyone. And your personalities aren't going to gel with everyone. And that's totally okay. You know, it's not a bad thing. And so I thought it was nice that he apologized. And so I was kind of like, took his apology and now we're fine. And now we'll just keep professional, you know, like you don't have to try and go back and like try and be really good friends with someone. You can just leave it as like a professional relationship. Seeing Asia in that situation, it made me feel horrible for her because it was a very raw moment. And that's being on a small boat, living and working with the same people. I mean, I know that I wouldn't want to live with the people that I work with. No offense, everyone, but true story. What are you talking about? <laughs> Rob, you have a moment with Jess on the deck. You're out of uniform and Malia finds you both and uh, kind of reprimands you. Hey guys, you can't be up here doing this with guests awake. You're neither of you are in uniform. Yeah, it's, I I get it. It's kind of like that unwritten rule. It's just you don't you don't display that kind of thing in front of crew or out you know on a on the vessel. Like keep that to yourself. And I I completely understand. But like you just get caught up in your own world and your own little in the moments and stuff like that. And it's just like I get it. Just let me be me. I'm a I'm I'm just you know I don't know how to explain it. I think Rob is just a very sensitive person he's you know he's like a deep soul he you know takes everything to heart and he knows that I absolutely love him and like as a person but what I had to get across to him is there's me on deck and then there's me as your friends you know later like there's going to be a difference sometimes I'm not always going to be you know smiles and rainbows I am going to yell at you sometimes if you mess up guests are right there Everyone the rules are in yachting if the guests are awake you gotta be in uniform when you're on deck thank you just like Captain Sandy she might love all of us as friends and hang out with us as people but when we're on deck we're running a yacht and it's not time for like small chat or I'm going to be really direct sometimes. I'm going to be harsh sometimes. Are you still in your mind about defying some direct order? About you two just doing that? It's true. Say. That's just how it goes. I think coming in as Boston, that was one of the things that I was, you know, nervous about. Like, how do I talk to the guys on deck and whatever? But I think for me, it's exactly that. Like, when I'm on deck, I'm just doing my job. Personal stuff, that's all 
that's all second second some work i remember malia kind of just being like listen come back you know because you're focusing too much on other things it made me realize it's like yeah f no it's like i am this has affected my work you tired no, i'm just checked out a little bit any sleep no i'm rested i just i'm in my head do I want to come out here and see you and Jess kissing on the aft deck when things just aren't done? Like, that's my reprieve, like going to work and going to detach and that kind of, I enjoy that. And I, was, I wasn't focused on it, I was focused on other things and trying to make sense of a relationship and how to make things work. And that was my main focus outside of, yeah, learning a lesson, you know? Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You hear that? Your dog knows. Spring is coming sooner than you think. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas are an itchy nuisance and can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMed's pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best flea and tick products for your pet. PetMed's offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including Nexgard, Simperica, and more. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com promo code PODCAST for 40% off your first auto ship order. <laughs> the crew played against the guests in Ultimate Frisbee and you guys lost. We would have won if I was there. You guys embarrassed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played this game before and then like you know they they chose their best team so like we kind of going off each other's strengths as best as we could what's funny about ultimate frisbee is you got to see it through the eyes of people who are who are international who are not american and it made you realize how american you know ultimate frisbee is yeah that's one thing that i love about below deck Med is seeing what they think of of American culture through their eyes. I remember when we had a, a, a hoedown season one, you know, Hannah was like, where do I get, you know, bales of hay? She'd even mispronounce it. She was calling it hails of bales. It would be cool if we could get like a big thing of hails of bales. What? Hay bale. A hay bale, yeah. Right, I remember that. So, you know, that was a fun guest activity, but you know, they, they lost, they lost the match and they had to wear Speedos. Man, it must be annoying having nuts. <laughs> right. What was the inspiration for the Speedos? So like randomly I was out shopping like, for the board and I was doing like some provisioning for decor for the tables and like for the parties we had and I like was in this random shop in Spain and found these Speedos and um, we were having like a naughty night theme and I saw one of the guests had their own Speedo and I was like 
that's fine. Losers always speedos to dinner. But this is me thinking that yeah. our crew are going to go and dominate. And I was like, can't wait to see them. Next minute, <laughs> it backfires and we're doing it, which was hilarious. Oh, I gave myself a nice big sh- we were all packing. Yo, yo, yo! That's what I call a winner. Aisha, Aisha, I need you and your balls up here, girl. Coming! I really like doing that, and I, I think that's one thing that I did really like about Bugsy, because, like, you know, I've never really been on a boat before where we've ever, like, dressed up for theme nights or anything like that but it's always like you know it's always nice to have like added excitement and some sort of added bit of fun to make our jobs a bit more interesting so I did really like how Bugsy kind of kept trying to bring in different things like that so yeah I really enjoyed being able to wear the speedos I thought it was quite funny but the thing that got to me was like I remember Sandy coming to me and she was like no you have to wear the speedo without the sport and I was like no Sandy we're not doing that and she's like you guys lost like <laughs> Speedos properly, and I was like, "No, we're not doing that." And I think she came to me like five times, like laughing, and she was like, "Take the squats off and just wear the speedo. That's the deal." And I was like, "There's no way." I, remember, I was like, "I'm not." Yeah. <laughs> Tom and Asia have a big clash about cucumbers and avocados. Is that what it's about? <laughs> he was like, "Literally, I'm on my break. Can you not slice a cucumber?" I love Tom. And nothing to do with that. I don't even know what's going on. All right, calm down with the waterworks. Why are you giving me attitude? I think I'm still on break when this was happening. I just remember Asia coming in and crying and being very upset about, you know, what Tom had said to her. What's wrong? Tom and I just had an argument. He's so grumpy. I just happened to hear from my radio Captain Sandy saying something about cucumbers. I was like, oh, there'll be those girls wanting a snack. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got into the galley, Tom comes up and he's like, are you serious cucumber but at the same time i knew tom also had pressure on himself um so i i don't know usually i just feel awkward if i'm not there to actually view the situation firsthand it makes it a lot harder to kind of jump in and start like having a go at someone whereas like if i'd been there and it was like completely in the wrong i would have stepped in seeing asia run to bugsy that was a very raw moment i remember watching everything in the control room when this is all going down and you know, Asia was kind of like an innocent bystander and all this stuff. And I and I realized in that moment that Tom was really upset and like she I think it could have been anybody there and he could have taken it out on anybody. And that does not excuse it at all. Like because I don't think it was directed at Asia. Had it been Bugs, she would have gotten yelled at too. The one thing that Bugsy does really well is that she's really able to diffuse situations and and I think in that moment, she was able to defuse that situation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Don't, don't stress about it. No, obviously, you're so cute. Obviously, you're so like, caught up by Sandy. No, you know what I mean? It's fine. It's and you're going on break. So yeah. You don't have to go back up. Yeah. No, thank God. You know, at the end of the day, yes, Bugsy's not the, the boat therapist, but she also has a job to do, and that is keeping her interior intact at peace. I think the whole time Tom and I had... Um, pretty good relationship and to be honest I felt like there was a lot more pressure for Tom and I to get along because of the fact like that my sister's friends with him you know Malia's my friend she's dating him so I think there was like an added pressure for him to him and I like in the work sense as chief stew chef to be very like civil towards one another because 
there's a lot at stake if not within saying that like at the same time i am very protective over my stewardesses i always have been like that when i have my team like if the chef's going to be a dick to someone in my team it doesn't sit well with me tom has to deliver his food she has to keep him on track her girls have to stay on task you know make the guests happy and if you have one part of the wheel if you're if you're not firing all cylinders and they're not all working you're going to have a broken machine and you know she is the epicenter of that machine of trying to keep all the pistons going and you know juggle all the plates and that's a really difficult job for anybody as a department head to do the interesting thing that struck me about how bugsy you know manages as a chief stew i was actually just watching this in a cut today she, you could tell she has a lot of experience because when tom starts to get stressed. He's, put, he's putting a lot of pressure on himself. He's a perfectionist. He wants to do great. Bugsy is not adding to the stress. Like she really steps back and, you know, lets him vent and um, kind of diffuses the situation. Quite a few of them have shells in the actual. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you able to do another round for three people or not? It's, it's going to take like Okay, I'll let them while. know. No, no, like, I, I can do it. It's just going to take a while. I'll sort it out. We've got lobster next, right? Yeah. No worries. You know, I think other chief stews might not do that, uh, but she knows that, you know, when the chef is very focused on making a perfect meal, you have to sort of step back a little bit. I thought that was really an interesting management style when I saw it. After the charter, everyone goes out to dinner, but you and Jess decide to stay back and stay in a guest cabin. Yeah. You're a cute little date night. I love you. Oh, yes. Don't worry, babe. I'll turn off the light. Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Was it nice to have that alone time with Jess? Yeah, it really was. Having that alone time when we were able to go into that guest cabin and just be free, you know? Listen, I want everyone to have a good time, but I will never unhear those sounds again. <laughs> it's interesting because I wasn't physically there when they were on the yacht. It was um, our co-executive producer, Brittany, and I came back to the boat and Brittany goes, oh God, oh God. And we were like laughing about it. And listen, I'm not talking behind Jess and Rob. We've all had a laugh about it. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never unhear that again. <laughs> I, w I was surprised that Bug Bugsy uh, said yes to that. Would you care if Rob and I just chilled tonight and then sleep, sleep in a guest cabin? I'm not that familiar with protocol with that sort of thing, like asking to stay in a guest cabin. But, you know, it seemed like she wasn't quite sure, but then said, okay, you know, it's not hurting anyone, you know. And I think that she um, thought that Jess was really trying to, Josh, like in that sense, yeah. like, and she wanted to reward her in that. And, um, you know, sometimes you've got to do things to keep people happy. When you're on a boat, obviously, it's not a normal circumstance because you're with someone 24 seven, you're working with them, you're friends with them and hanging out with them and going out and drinks and dinner. It's just nonstop. You're with somebody. So it's like when you're normally dating somebody, you have like, you know, two dates a week or whatever the average is. And you go from zero, it's zero to a hundred on a yacht. You don't have the option to kind of date in a conventional way. You know, you don't get the option to, well, maybe Rob will see Jess on a Saturday night and then you won't see her again until maybe the following Friday or something like that 
or maybe they'll meet up in the week or something. You're living with each other, you're socializing with each other, you're working with each other all the time. So yeah, it's it's pretty intense. Like I think it was needed in, in our relationship. Being able to be free and, and away from everything, it was definitely needed. And remember, watching Bravo isn't a guilty pleasure. It's self-care. Let's keep the conversation going. We want to talk to you all week long. You can find us on Instagram at Bravo Daily Dish. And on Twitter at Bravo TV. Just don't forget to use the hashtag Bravo Daily Dish. Or reach out to us personally. I'm everywhere at Meg Segura. And I'm everywhere at Eric J. Mack. That's E-R-I-K. And if you're on Facebook, join the Daily Dish Facebook group. You can post about what you're watching, your favorite shows, who's your favorite housewife, ask a question, start some drama. There's a lot of good stuff in there, so check it out. You can also learn more about the podcast at bravotv.com. Bye, guys. Bye. Looking fun, and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy, miss me, kiss me. It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This motherfucker lied like a liar like a liar and if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal or you love to hop in the Wayback machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes you should tune in to our podcast morbid follow morbid on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen to episodes early and ad free by joining wondery plus in the wondery app or on apple podcasts alex Ryder is back hello alex have a lot of work to do. To face his greatest challenge yet. We have an active threat. They can wipe out an entire city. People are gonna die. Now he's running out of time. We have three days to find and destroy. He doesn't know who he can trust. You're not your enemies. You never have been. Everything I've been told has been lies. And our future is in his hands. The truth can be complicated. On April 5th. This weapon is capable of inflicting 100,000 deaths in a heartbeat. The danger is everywhere. Scorpio are no longer hiding in the shadows. The battle threatens everyone. It's personal. It's revenge. It's kill or be killed. That's when you find out what you're really capable of. And his choice could change everything. I'm sick of being manipulated to do what everyone else wants. Tell him the truth, all of it. The world isn't black and white. All we really have are the people we trust. Alex Ryder, season three, streaming free April 5th. Stream seasons one and two free now.